Sometimes, the best stories in golf aren't found on tour. You'll find them at the back of the range. And here's your host, Ben Adelberg. And once again, welcome to the back of the range. I am your host, Ben Adelberg. This is episode 229. Hope everyone had a relaxing weekend and was able to celebrate Thanksgiving with family and friends. Yes, I'm back in the saddle again after taking a couple days off. There's still a glimmer of hope that I'll get to 250 before the end of the year. It's going to be a fun ride with some incredible guests. You know, I figured I'd close out the month of November with the return of two former guests at the back of the range that have done some incredible things in 2021. So time to revisit with a couple all-time favorites. My guest on this episode is Geronimo Esteve. Now, before I tell you what we covered in this episode, if you don't know Hero's entire story, I highly recommend that you go back and listen to episode 61. Back in 2019, on that episode, we covered his entire story, how he got into the game, how he battled through cancer treatments while qualifying for the U.S. Mid-Am. That's an all-time story. So I highly recommend going back, get a good base knowledge on Hero's story, and then come back to this episode number 229. Hirano had a hell of a year. Multiple wins, multiple top 10s in elite amateur tournaments, and he saved his best for last by capturing the win at the inaugural Devil's Elbow Mid-Amateur Invitational at Punta Cana in the Dominican Republic. By the way, if you could find a better named golf tournament, you just let me know because this might be the coolest name ever. We spoke about this tournament, how he helped with the organization and the promotion of the event, along with Hiram Silva and Eric Morales. And oh, (laughs) I guess I forgot to mention that they were able to secure a PGA Tour exemption into the Corrales Championship in 2022 for the winner. As you might expect, Hieronimo picked up the win, and he's heading back for another crack at a PGA Tour event. Now, plenty of links in the show notes of this episode. Links to Hieronimo's first episode, number 61. Links to the Devil's Elbow website. All that good stuff, so make sure you check that out. And also leave a review if you haven't done so already. The Devil's Elbow has just announced their tournament dates in 2022. It's going to be November 9th to the 12th. Now, I don't know where you live, but if you're a competitive mid-ambitor and you and your wife slash girlfriend, or maybe both, are usually looking at snow during the month of November, you might want to add this tournament to your schedule next year. So check out the links in the show notes of this episode Make sure you're following along on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Remember, I'm running a Black Friday and Cyber Monday special where every single episode is available for free to download at thebackoftherange.com. And that special deal expires. It never expires. They're all free. Just enjoy the episodes. Lots of episodes coming your way in December. But let's get to this one. Let's kick off the week. Geronimo, welcome back to the Back of the Range. How are you? I'm great, man. Good to be back. This is a huge honor to be a second-time participant here I, in Back of the Range. I had to look it up, man. I mean, gosh, can can I mean, not that anything in the world has changed since episode 61. <laughs> right. Fe- right. February 20th, 2019 was your uh, was the the time that you were on the Back of the Range. Um, yeah, nothing much has changed in the world, right? <laughs> totally. Yeah, yeah, it's all it's all the same. Yeah. Exactly. No, it's been a a crazy couple of years, man. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's great to be back on and, and here with you, man. It's, uh, yeah, like obviously the world changed and we all changed a little bit and, uh, you know, thankfully, uh, you know, you and I both live in Florida where it's been a little bit more normal than most other places, <laughs> yes, you know? So, uh, um, yeah, we got to kind of count our blessings, man. <laughs> I know, man. I mean, man, when I, when I've been traveling all over this summer and going to different areas and like, I mean, I, I love the places I've gone. I've been to Pennsylvania. I've been to Texas. I've been to South Carolina. I've been to Chicago. I mean, I've been all over, but it's always nice coming home to South Florida. I can definitely say that. Yeah. Yeah, man. Absolutely, man. So you, you have had a, um, a fantastic, uh, season, uh, 2021 season, uh, you know, obviously 
as as an elite mid-am it's not just about what you do on the golf course it's about balancing that with with family and with work and with everything and you know we could go down the line of of you know what you've done on the golf course you know top tens and some of the premier mid-amateur tournaments and obviously making an appearance at the u.s mid-am at, at sanctity we'll talk about that in a bit but not to dive too deeply into into covid but hey like we like you said it's a reality this is the world we live in um you know what were kind of your expectations from a golf perspective from a competitive golf perspective heading into 2021 you know ben uh, again you know we're going to reference florida right so so our club when covid happens um and all the tournaments got canceled you know i got real uh, lucky our my, my club here in Orlando, Outworth, uh, was really only closed um, for maybe 10 days or 14 days while they kind of figured out what was happening. Um, and then uh, we went right back to playing golf. Um, we, uh, you know, at the office, um, it, it got slower, um, but I kept everybody. We kept everybody on um, during the whole COVID thing. So. So we had a lot of people. We kept people busy, but I, I didn't really have to be there all that much. And I was trying to help my wife out. Uh, the kids were home for for the first semester, so I was trying to, you know, uh, stay home with her as much as I could. I'd be in the office a couple hours. I'd be home, and then and we really played a lot of golf. And we had a group of guys. Um, you know, we were playing four or five times a week, and uh, you know, good games. You know, I played a lot of golf with John Cook, and played a lot of golf with Da Points and uh, Narjan Atwal, and. Uh, you know, when you, you start hanging out with players like that, man, inevitably some of their stuff just kind of starts rubbing off. So I feel like I had a huge advantage, man, because, I, you know, I know like, uh, you know, Nursky, my good buddy, man, they, they, they weren't playing in Missouri. You know, they didn't play for like six months, you know, and meanwhile, I'm playing, you know, more golf than I've ever played, to be honest with you. Um, so, you know, there were no tournaments. We had nothing to play in. And then um, but but I was playing really good golf. And then out of nowhere, uh, Michael Muir from uh, from Pennsylvania and then the Northeast, they created this tournament last October called the Muppet. And it was really like everybody was sick of not playing. They they kind of made a tournament out of thin air. It was like maybe 55 guys. Um, and we played at uh, Trump National there in, uh, in D.C. And uh, everybody flew in. It was so great to see everybody. These are guys just, you know, usually see four or five times a year. Yeah. And no, you know, and everybody was stuck at home, which is great, but not at the same time, not really. So, man, we got this tournament, and we're like, wow, man, we get to compete. And we had a great, you know, I remember that we walked in, everybody was at the bar, at the hotel, <laughs> and uh, everybody was like with masks and this and that, man. And by two drinks in, man, we're all like <laughs> hugging each other and 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 high and, and high fiving. Uh, but anyways, you know that we. That was a tournament. It was a great field. Um, the weather was 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 horrible, uh -huh. and I played I played really well um, and ended up winning that. There's a couple college kids involved and a couple of really good mid-ams, and I won that tournament. It gave me a little bit of confidence, and it kind of like validated to me that all the stuff that that I that I had been kind of working on and and the good golf I was playing at home could kind of travel a little bit, you know. Um, so uh, yeah, I you know we when tournament started coming back on in in uh in in 21 um you know i try to make a schedule that that my wife would be okay with and obviously I had, I had i had built up uh the emotional bank account um you know quite a bit during covid <laughs> so uh i i was ready to make my withdrawals man um <laughs> And uh, I love it. Yeah. So good. Yeah. It's so yeah. good. Just saying it, just putting it out there so blankly. Look, I paid my dues during yeah, COVID, and now uh, my my debit card is is stocked. We're gonna. We're it's gonna... stocked. Yeah. So exactly. So I started cashing big checks, and nice. uh, um, <laughs> <That's> so good. <laughs> and uh, and honestly, the the goal was to uh, the the goal was to try to get exempt into the mid am. Um, uh, you know, with, with a point exemption, I was exempt in 19 via points and it was the top 25 and, uh, and they had moved it, uh, for 21 to the top 40. Right. And, uh, and I thought I had a chance if I played well, like I could kind of get that exemption again. So I kind of, uh, I, I try to play, uh, you know, events, um, and to really try to, you know, uh, man, I could like, play well and play against kids. And, uh, and so, yeah, so I started playing and, um, and, and just, you know, played, played solid, um, from the beginning. Um, Carlton Woods was, uh, 
was one of the first ones. Uh, actually, I'll, I'll tell you a quick story. Uh, before I started playing, uh, like the mid am events, I actually had the club championship at uh, my home course at Indian Creek down there in Miami. And, uh, you know, I usually go down there and, uh, you know, use kind of the first round as kind of like a practice round and, sure. and then kind of get into the, into the, into like the deeper rounds. But this time I went down and the course was firmer than I had seen it in years. The greens were really fast. I wasn't on my A game and, and I lost in the first round and I got waxed. Uh, a guy I played, David Simon's a good player. Um, he, he made 15 pars in a row and I just couldn't keep up. Damn. And, uh, yeah. And that was a good wake up call for me, you know, that, uh, Hey man, like you, you got to put in a little work. So, um, put in a little work and then went off to, to Carlton woods, um, kind of last minute, uh, I got into that event. Uh, my buddy Kyle Maxwell got me in and went in there and went up there and, uh, and, and I felt really good about my game and, and I played solid. Um, I, I played solid and the final round was, uh, was a crazy round. Um, I, I shot 66, but it was, it was really tight there for a while. I was a couple of shots back going into the round and, and, uh, and, and just, uh, I had Kyle on the back. He, he blew out his back and, and man, he, he, he helped me a lot and I made some good putts and was striking the ball. Well, I ended up winning by, by five or six. And that kind of really just catapulted me forward. And the following week I, I had, I had a tournament down at, uh, I had a Dominican amateur, um, which I went down to play because uh, it was at Teeth of the Dog, which is where they're going to play the the lac this year. Yeah. Um, and uh, I wanted to go down there and get kind of some tourney reps there and get ready for the lac. I went down, I won that. So, um, you know, won back to back. I really had never done that before. Um, then came back and, uh, gosh, I forgot what else I played in. But I ended up, you know, I represented Puerto Rico in the Caribbean amateur. I won that. Um then we go to Pine Valley, and, and again, my, my game was – I felt really good about my game. And, uh, you know, I played really solid and medaled in, uh, in stroke play and then played Muir in, in match play. And, honestly, he played great, and I didn't bring it. And uh, he kicked my butt like he usually does. Um, <laughs> Another former guest in the back of the range. I mean, that guy's yeah, so good. Yeah. Man, he's so, he's so good up there. Yeah. Um, he's so good, period. Oh, but I he's know, so yeah. good up there. Yeah. And then – and it was that was a cool couple of weeks because we had uh, you know we had PV and it was in unbelievable shape and it was so great to be back there. We hadn't been back there in a couple of years. Um, that must have been a hell. Of, uh, that must have been a hell of a reunion there. Now I, I we had PV and then we went like you know a lot of us went right to the mid am. So it was uh, nobody nobody knew much about Sankity. Amir had gone uh, and plays there quite a bit. A couple guys had gone before, but majority of us had never been to Sankity. So we had all heard great things. Um, you know it was. The logistics of getting to Nantucket were, were really difficult, but yeah. kind of everybody figured it out. And, uh, yeah, we were right into the mid-am and got lucky and got paired with Muir and uh, watched him play great again for the first couple rounds. And I just kind of hung around him and made match play. Um, and then uh, played uh, Mark Dole, and he played great, and I didn't bring it again and uh, and got waxed uh, first round. But, uh, but it was, uh, yeah, it was a cool couple weeks, obviously, and, uh, and, and just – Unbelievable summer, man. Um, unbelievable summer. That uh, that sounds good. Now we're gonna backtrack a little bit because I know yeah. you have a lot of, I know you have a lot of faith in me as as a podcaster and as a friend, and and you know I I always take care of my guests. I make sure I edit out things that they say. Maybe they they didn't realize that this was being recorded, but I want to go back to something you said originally, and I just want to make sure. I, it's okay for me to leave this into the episode. Did you really say that one of your good friends is Brad Nursky? Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Okay. So, so leave that in, or I mean, I can, I can cut that if you want. You want me to leave this in? No, you're fine. Man. Okay. Yeah, I just okay. want to make sure. Cause I, I yeah, mean, yeah. this is Nursky. We're talking. No, Nursky's a legend. Yeah. I love that yeah. guy. Um, yeah, I have to apologize. Great. So, so, you know, you mentioned your club at Isleworth in Orlando. You mentioned yeah. Indian Creek in Miami. If anyone that knows you um, and knows your history in Florida golf, it's it's kind of hard to know where you're at at one particular time because you're either in South Florida or in Orlando. Now, I was at Isleworth for the collegiate, and I yeah. never thought for a second to reach out because I assumed you're in Miami. Did I screw that up? Were you at Isleworth uh, around you know September time during the uh, or I'm sorry during October for the collegiate? Yeah, so uh, when the collegiate was here, we were, um, uh, I, I, I think we were at the mid-am. Um, That's right. That's right. Okay, so I don't feel so bad. So, I, But I do want to talk about Isleworth because it is such, that's 
such an incredible place and yeah it's not just i mean the golf course is fantastic the facility is fantastic but you know you mentioned cook you mentioned you know arjun atwal and da points and those are three that i didn't see at isleworth but i did see charles al the third i did see retief goosen and you know you kind of alluded to the fact that you can't help but get better when you're there for what are some of the things that maybe you're picking up when you when you're playing with them or when you're practicing with them that you're kind of adopting into your game it's obviously it's not okay i need to hit it as far as them uh it, it's more so i'm guessing just how to manage your game professionally that you can take to to these amateur tournaments yeah and it's and you know it's like you know uh they, they all have their strengths you know, like cookie's just such a wealth of knowledge about about the game um and i would i mean i i would sit there and pick his brain about anything um you know even like um like the way he stores his that's still mean stupid but the way, you know, he stores his gloves in his bag, right? Like I used to have, like, you kind of have gloves and you shove them in your bag and yeah. they all, you know, every time you put them on, they're all dry, right? Crusty, but like, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I noticed Cookie puts all his old gloves inside a Ziploc bag. So now, now, so I started doing that. I'm like, why did you do that? He goes, oh, because it keeps the moisture in, right? Like that's something really stupid. But man, now all my gloves, even my used gloves are in the Ziploc bag. And every time I put them out, they're like beautifully moist and soft. And uh-huh. it's like. And, and it's just little stupid stuff like that. You know, uh, you know, Arjun, you know, I pick his brain about the short game all the time. Uh, DA about practice habits, man. He's got great routines. Um, but, but more than anything, it's, it's really just the confidence they gave me, man. I, I remember, you know, I, I, I play, like I said, I played a lot with, especially Arjun, you know, and Arjun sat me down one day. He goes, hey, he goes, what are you doing, man? And I go, what do you mean? He goes, how are you not winning every tournament you play in? And I go, what, what do you mean? He goes, hello, man, your game is, is unbelievable, man. You got to go out there and win every one of these events. And I was like, no, seriously. And I was like, hmm. And then I went to the Muppet and won, you know. And then, you know, and it's just, I, I don't know, man. Uh, it's just the confidence of playing with them. And and obviously, you know, they've done it for a living. They've all been very successful. Um, and, uh, and just kind of testing your game with their game and seeing where it stacks up. And, you know, those guys uh, – uh, they're both a little, I mean, obviously Cook is a lot older, but Arjun and Day are a little bit older than me, but you know, not too much. And, and kind of, you know, I feel like, you know, I'm, if I play well, I'm hanging with those guys, yeah. you know, pretty solidly, you know, and it's not like a one off. No, I mean, we, I played enough golf with them where like the, you know, it was there. Like I could see it, you know, so, um, you know, the goal is, you know, look, there, there's great mid-ams, right. You know, the, the, the Joe's, uh, Duraney, the Garretts, the, the, you know, and the, the, you know, Stuart Hagestad, uh, um, you know, and Scott, you know, in my opinion, those, those guys are, you know, really, really, really good. Yeah. And I'm, and I, I, I just think that I'm trying to get better and, and trying to get to their level. And the more I can kind of pick these better guys brains and, and, you know, kind of absorb anything they they're willing to give out and, and to give them a lot of credit, they're, they're, you know, they've been super kind with me. They've been super patient. They've been, you know, no matter how dumb the question is, they've been, uh, they've answered it. And, uh, um, you know, I'm just trying to get, you know, to hopefully where I can compete with those guys. That's really my goal, you know? And, uh, and that's, you know, to, to, to like close that. I mean, that's, you know, what I, you know, what joining Alworth has allowed, you know, me, um, you know, and like you said, you know, I play golf with Retief and he hits it 40 yards by me. And it's just like, you know, it's, that's a grown, it's ass, that's a, that's a grown ass man, by the way, he walked, he, yeah, I um, mean, good God, that guy, uh, yeah, he, he knows his way in around a gym and it, he does not look yeah, whatever his age is 51 to, yeah, you don't know. He don't look like, yeah. I mean, the guy, the guy flies it, you know, three Oh five, you know, it's, uh, it's pretty impressive. I saw when I was there. So I, I bump into Charles, how the third, we we've tried to kind of coordinate and get an episode set up and, you know, met him and, and talked to him a bit. And I can't remember what day it was, but it was at the entrance of the clubhouse. And, and this, this story will be kind of odd, but I think it'll make sense. And you'll probably back me up on it. But when we met, he's got his golf cart, obviously it's got his Oklahoma state cowboy logo on it. And he's got a shag bag and a pair of golf shoes sitting on the floorboard on the driver's seat of the driver's side of the golf cart. And, you know, he went into the gym and whatever. The next day, the golf cart is parked in the exact same spot, (laughs) exact same golf shoes, exact same shag bag, 
sitting like it was deja vu, like it was in the Matrix. It was the exact same thing. And the reason I'm telling that story is that is probably not an accident. I'm guessing that guy and many others at Isleworth are that regimented and that consistent with their routines. Yeah, I think Charles is the one that said that the guys that live in Orlando are the guys that want to, you know, work out and be, you know, uh, you know, like, you know, family pros. And the guys that move with Jupiter want to be pros and kind of have a good, you know, a little bit better time. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, those guys are, yeah, they're, they they work out. They, I mean, they, it's, a, it's their job. You can see it, you know, and, uh, you know, you don't bother them when they're really working. Um, and some of those guys, you know, uh, you know, Charles couldn't be a nicer guy in the universe. Uh, he is ask you about your family, ask you about your game. But, you know, Charles doesn't play with us. You know, he, he, he plays with his son, he, he practices and he's done, you know, that's his golf, you know, yeah. but other guys love playing, you know, uh, like I said, you know, other guys love playing. And then we have, it's great. we got a bunch of young guys that are up and coming that are unbelievable. You got horse, you know, horse fields out there too, right? Yeah, man. Horsefield just joined last summer, man. And he's, you know, playing with him. You're like, okay, I get it. You know, <laughs> we got, yeah, I mean, we got, we got Ryan Ruffles, Curtis Luck. Uh, we got another great young Australian who's had an unbelievable year, Lucas Herbert. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, watching those guys do work is, 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 uh, it's pretty cool, man. And picking their brain. It's, it's fun, man. It's, uh, it's 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 definitely you know when i moved to orlando my dad's like man your game is gonna get so much better and uh and he was right man i, I think my game's definitely improved in orlando i i uh and and ever since joining outworth man it's really been really really good that's uh i i can't imagine uh i can't imagine a better place to to get better I, that's one thing i really took away from that place yes the golf course is fantastic but i just looked at the kind of the the energy that was there on that range. And I think, you know, Foley was, yeah, work- like- yeah, Foley was working with someone and uh grant weight was there. And- yeah, exactly. That's another, that's another great guy who's, you know, we played a lot of golf and I mean, this guy, I played with him once he's, he hit two pins on the fly in 18 holes, you know, <laughs> you know, it's just like, Oh my goodness, you know? And, and I'm lucky, man. My, 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 uh, my teacher's there at, at Alworth, man. He's, he's our, uh, he's our teaching pro. He's a, very talented golfer, a guy by the name of Matt Borchard, man, and he's yeah, yeah. he's 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 helped my game tremendously, man. Um, so it's just a it's just a great setup, man. Um, super super good setup. Yeah, I, I I can imagine when this the random person sees you play golf and say, hey, why don't you play professionally? And you just be like, hey, <laughs> let me, bro, let me kind of why don't you come yeah. to Alworth one day? Let me show you what. Yeah, you, yeah, 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 yeah. Let me show you this. Um, well, yeah, clearly you've had this great summer and, and, um, you know, that great recap and it sounds like, you know, 21 has been good to you. Um, we need to talk about, you know, one of the things I definitely want to talk about is this win that you just picked up, which I think I texted you right after I won, after you won, it was like, yeah, the Stevig's going to play another PGA tour event, hashtag yawn, hashtag not surprised. <laughs> so you go down to the Dominican Republic and you play in, you know, not a lot of history with this tournament. This was the inaugural, but I, I think it's easily uh, got one of the best names I've ever heard of, of a, of a championship. I mean, I, I mean, this is fantastic. The devil's elbow invitational. Um, that's right. That is, that's fantastic. So um, when did, I guess, let's start from the beginning. You know, yeah. you're in and around the amateur space. You know all the the key players. You know all the key tournaments. You know any whispering, any buzz. I'm sure it's coming your way at some point. When does the Devil's Elbow Invitational first kind of hit your radar? Um. So, you know, like I'll I'll take it further back. You sure. know, it's been a, it's been a couple. You know, uh, you know, we've been talking about having a mid-am event um in the caribbean for a while um you know we we wanted to invite mid-ams down uh originally it was puerto rico uh we we kept coming up trying to come up with a way where we can bring mid-ams from the u.s from latin america um and even from europe um down and and, and into puerto rico and, and and invite them down there and show them our island and show them what what we're about and uh you know introduce them to our culture and our food and our (laughs) <laughs> you know, and everything else, you know, the beaches, the booze, the women, everything. And, um, that was that, by the way, you said booze, not boobs, right? You said booze, right? Booze. Yeah. Booze. Booze. Okay. Just, yeah. All right, just, just checking. Okay. Go yeah. Right. Yeah. 
Um, and uh, and that was that was kind of like the original plan. It was like, hey, we, we got to figure out a way to have a Made Am event in Puerto Rico. Um, and, uh, you know, we just kind of never, never really got it launched. Um, you know, we, we talked about it, but we never figured out dates. We never really figured out, nailed down the venue. Um, we, we just couldn't, you know, put it concrete. Um, and then, um, in the Dominican Republic, there's a little tour they have for the pros on there, uh, that, uh, that a local beer company, uh, promotes called, uh, Cañita Tour, uh, where, you know, they, they play, they have a purse for, for their local pros and amateurs go down there and play. And, um, and one of our amateurs, uh, one of my good buddies and, and my roommate, uh, in all our, our, our Puerto Rico national team events, this guy by the name of Eric Morales, um, you know, he, he goes to almost all of them. And, and the guy that runs Punta Cana Resorts, who also helps run the Cañita Tour, um, is a guy by the name of Hiram Silfa. And I think Eric mentioned to him in passing, hey, man, we, you know, we should try to get a mid-am event. You know, these amateurs that play these are cool. We should try to get a mid-am event down here. And, and, and Hiram's like, yeah, let's do it. You know, like we can do it on this golf course and they can stay at, you know, they can stay at the Westin. And then, uh, so then when they kind of put that together, that that's kind of when Eric reached out to me, he's like, Hey man, I'm I'm with Hiram. We're thinking of doing this. Um, you know, let's put a tournament together. I was like, man, I'm all in. Um, you know, if we want to make this unreal, um, can we get a spot into the tour event? And, uh, and Hiram is like, yeah, we can get a spot into the tour event. You know, like it didn't take, you know, it took him like five seconds to be that's like, crazy. yeah, I think, I think we can make that happen. And, um, and that's why I was like, man, let's do this. So like, we're like, we're all in. Right. And that was, uh, you know, that, that really started about six months ago, um, where we, we really started, you know, uh, the, the, the serious planning. Um, and, and we looked at dates and uh, I wanted to make sure that I, I, I that we didn't interfere with any, you know, longstanding mainam events. Right, right. Um, you know, I, I, I knew the Crane Cup got canceled. That was a, that was an event that guys love playing coming down to Florida. And that was usually mid-November before Thanksgiving. Um, you know, they moved the Birmingham event to uh, early November. And that's an unbelievable event. I played in that before. And I got a lot of friends there. So I didn't want to piss anybody off. Um, so I kind of, I, you know, we chose the date of, of, of kind of when the Crane Cup was. You know, it was a good week or you know, the crane cup used to always get a good feel. Guys used to like, you know, being in the warm weather. It's kind of like as a last hurrah before they hung him up. So that's kind of the day we picked. And then, you know, we started promoting it on social media. Obviously, would tell I would tell, you know, kind of in tournaments I was playing, I would tell people about it. Um, and, uh, you know, we had, uh, you know, it took off. We came up with a logo. We came up with a name. We came up with this. We came up with that. And, and the, you know, the first year was, you know, a little rough book, you know, with, I know the registration process wasn't easy. Uh, the confirmation wasn't easy. Um, but uh, we hope to improve all that, you know, and, and to give a lot of guys credit, we had, at one point we had 90 guys. We did sell out, you know, we wanted, a, we wanted about 72 guys. And at one point we had about 90 guys signed up. Um, I think some of that was exploratory. You know, some guys were like, Hey, let me see what this is all about. Right. Um, so yeah, we, we, you know, we, we, we had a, we had a big field set up. The, the top 20 guys or so were really strong. And, uh, I thought we were going to have, um, you know, a really intense, uh, you know, battle, but between, you know, life and the end of the season and, you know, guys start getting, you know, it was the logistics of getting down there. It was easier than Nantucket, but it's still, I mean, you're going down to the Dominican Republic. It's a, a lot different of guys, country and it's passports it's, and it's COVID. Yeah, it's, I mean, there's it, a lot. Yeah. It, that there's a lot of action going on and uh and a lot of guys bailed last minute um which listen i i get it i've done that before i it's never you know it's never easy to do but i understand it maybe um, maybe but, they maybe they didn't build up as much collateral as you did in your in your debit card during covid but i will i will say though ben see i in all my invites to people i was like this will be very white friendly um okay so i said that to everybody i was like look you can either go stag or you could bring your wife either way you're gonna have a great time um so you know my wife was always included in 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 this turn i mean listen the beach there is beautiful you i mean it's hard not for the ladies not to have a a, like a good time you know it's just uh there there obviously isn't a lot of tradition 
that we're respecting, you know, it's, there is no, we, we're creating the tradition as we speak. And, yeah. um, so, you know, uh, but, but it was hard, you know, we, we let, we were got lucky. We left our kids with our in-laws and, you know, people were in school. I, I get it, man. It's not easy at all. So, um, so we ended up having, I think we had 44 guys that, that ended up coming down and, uh, man, we, honestly, we had a blast. Uh, the, the course was set up, uh, you know, like really like they set it up for the tour event um um pins were really good you know we played 7400 yards at least uh and uh you know it was it was it, it wasn't easy man um it's it's really but, and it's important that as a first time out i mean of course you know you're going to have the leeway of maybe the field isn't as uh robust and and plentiful because there are a lot of factors it's the end of the year it's covid it's a different you know all that stuff passports but it, it's also really important that you set this up in a way, at least in my opinion, that it is, you know, yeah, you're going to a, a nice resort and everyone's um, enjoying the amenities. But still, you want this to be a real a, a serious mid-am invitational that's going to that's going to grow in tradition. And when you add a PGA Tour exemption to it, I, I don't know. I mean, let's forget about the U.S. mid-am for a minute. Is there any other tournament like this right now in the mid-am space? I think I think the Canadian mid-am gets in the, the RBC. Only, yeah, yeah, gets you in the RBC. I think that's the only one. And uh, you know, you're right. You nailed it. Like I, like, you know, that was always my thing. Like, hey, this this can't be a joke. Like, we can't have guys here that are like it can't be a, a drink and a, a booze hit and giggle kind of thing. Right. Like this is, has to be like if there's a tour event on the line. I mean, this is. You know, I, I think guys will be fired up for it, and and uh, you know, I was trying to curate the field so that so that you know it is a serious, you know, you know, it's it's a real tournament where you got to play good golf, and whoever and whoever wins the event goes and represents well for mid ams in in the tour event, right? I mean, yeah. it was, um, you know, that was always kind of my contention, like, hey, we we can't turn this into like we we got to make this a legit legit event. Um, yeah. So, because uh, people, if they want to do their 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 buddies, you know, kind of, if this turned into just like a vacation thing, well, people have their own places they go for vacation. Like, yeah. it, it, this can't be that. Co- correct. So, so what we ended up with was uh, was was a good field. Uh, although it was, you know, it, it was only forty four guys. It was a good field. I think uh, maybe it was like 50, 50 guys with wives, guys that came stag, maybe, maybe 60, 40 guys with wives, guys that came stag. Um, and, and what it turned into was, you know, the, the, there was a little bit of a cluster in the practice rounds where like, you know, we, we said you could tee off from nine, you know, all the way, you know, to like whenever, but you know, we got there and they, they had like an event for the members in the morning so, you know, everybody, oh, like, oh, are you playing practice round today? Yeah. Like they, they basically put everybody at 1230, um, as a practice round. Um, so we all went out, you know, 1230, 1 o'clock, we're all playing. They split the tees. We all went out and there was no wins. Um, you know, and, and, you know, guys, a lot of guys honestly had not, hadn't been out of the country. A lot of guys had never been to the Dominican Republic. They certainly had never been to this resort, had never seen the golf course. Sure. And, you, you know, you get out there and there's no wind and the fairways are on it, very generous. Um, and, you know, the guys went out there and they thought they were going to light this place up. You know, they're like, oh, <laughs> you know, and kids were in the middle of every green, you know, like they do for USGA practice rounds. Sure. And, you know, guys were like, oh, it's very pretty. But, you know, you know, like, you know, 15 under is going to win this. I was like, hey, guys, you know. Listen, I the you wind usually blows twenty miles an hour down here, like every day. You know, this is what happens every day. It blows fifteen to twenty. There's no let up, you know. And sure enough, man, I you know, that day we we played practice rounds, we all had nice dinners. The resort is beautiful. Um, the rooms were, were very generous. Uh the food was great. Uh they, they came out with this great all inclusive package uh for the players in the tournament, man. So you know, booze was, 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 was included food. Um, and I mean, listen, you, you, you are in 85 degree weather in the Caribbean oh in a beautiful gosh. resort. Um, so guys, guys had a good time. And then we show up, you know, we, we we're playing early that, you know, I, I figured for the wives, if we played early in the morning, we could be done by one, two o'clock, you know, spend all afternoon with them and, and they'd be happy with that. And that's kind of what it turned out, you know, when, Brilliant. when I showed 
yeah, when we we showed up early the first day to to to, to play, you know, the guess what? The fan turned on. It was blowing fifteen to twenty, uh-huh. you know, and 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 the range was packed, and guys were grinding and hitting balls, and and then it started feeling like a real tournament. And uh, you know, they did a great job with a course setup. It's it's easy. It's hard to mess up because you know the tour plays in that same course, right? So yeah. they, they have the pin positions. They know how to set up the golf course. I mean, they have. We use the tour tee markers, the tour, you know, I, uh, ice water coolers, and every other tee box. Right. You know, the tour, you know, like uh, trash bags. I mean, it was a, you know, they set up like the tour event, yeah. except there was no patrons and there was no cameras, and but the course was set up how they played in the tour. So um, the, the the setup was great. Um, you know, we we uh, it, it was competitive that first round. I, I think guys got a little wake up call on on the rounds uh on the golf course and, and what it really meant to play with wind and uh and we had a very competitive day uh you know i, I know a couple of us played well i i kind of hung around all day man i i uh i kind of had the less going there for a while and just kind of stay patient stay patient and i birdied the last couple holes to shoot three under and i and uh ryan abate played great all day man he was so solid and play great, and and I couldn't believe I clipped him there with those two birdies. I kind of felt like like I cheated him there at the end, um, but but took a one shot leading to the next day and second day. You know, pins were even harder. Um, the wind was was still up, and uh, you know, kind of scores kind of came back a little bit more than the first day, and and I played solid again and just kind of hung in there. And then um, uh, the the beauty of all this was like I'm I'm playing. We're playing and it's really intense on the golf course, right? Because we're trying to win a tournament, a, yeah. and and we kind of know what's at least I knew was at stake. Because man, you, you're trying to man, how much fun is it to play a tour event? Right? Like, PGA tour know, event, yeah, yeah, like like I wanna I, I wanna play I wanna play in a tour event, right? Um, and and that was always on the line. That's a huge carrot. So man, you you're trying to play good golf and uh, but then you're done with golf. You hand in your scorecard and you're like, all right, man, beer me, pool me. <laughs> sunscreen me you know and then i got everybody hooked on this uh on this light rum this uh this this brugal uh, uh-huh. uh, uh brugal blanco man we're all drinking this stuff in the pool and and you know everybody's hanging in the pool with the wives and the girlfriends are hanging out and a couple guys brought their kids they're hanging out and we'd have this the ball of a time in the pool all day or in the beach or whatever and then uh you know, uh, next morning it got serious again, you know, and it was serious for about five hours Yep. and then it was, and then it was a great time. And so, so it was, it was, it was great that it was a small group. The camaraderie was, was fantastic. Uh, the competition was intense. That, that final round was, uh, was really back and forth, uh, between Ryan and I really for most of the day, I, I, I kind of, I pulled ahead there, um, kind of late in the, in the, in the first nine holes, I, I birdied seven and eight and they kind of built a little cushion. And then, uh, man, he made a big putt, uh, for par on the, on the 12th hole. I think it was, um, 11th hole. And, uh, and I made one right on top of it and that kind of kept me in it. And then I was able to birdie 12 and build a little bit of a bigger gap. And, and I ended up winning, I think by five, but it was, it, but it was intense golf for, for, for the, really for, for the whole tournament, man. So, so I think to a T all the competitors had a great time. And I think more importantly, and I think what's going to lead to the, to the long-term success of the tournament, hopefully is that, you know, the girlfriends and wives all had a great time. Um, (laughs) yeah, yeah. no, you got, you got all the, you got all the, the bases covered and all the little, you know, administrative things that you, that, you know, maybe didn't go perfectly the first time that's normal, you know, growing pains with anything. I mean, that, that every, every tournament always has that the first year you make notes of what kind of could be done differently the following year and you clean up those little things, but you know, you, you got the course and the resort and, and having a resort like that and, and a facility like that behind you a hundred percent, you know, what more can you ask for now? Honestly, now, obviously, you know, you've, you've won this, you're going to get this, uh, this exemption into the, uh, into the PGA tour event down there. But it sounds to me that if this tournament was not held there and you didn't have the benefit of getting everyone hooked on this rum, you may not have won by five. Is that an accurate statement? I think that's right. I think that's right. I think so. Little, little home cooking. 
Yeah, yeah, guys. <laughs> guys had a great time, man, for sure. But <laughs> no, but you nailed it, man. I mean, look, the resort was 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 behind it. Uh, they, they did a great job. We had a, you know, listen, the, the first day we had a cocktail party before the first round. And man. they had this beautiful setup right on the beach. Um, unbelievable with food and everything. And, man, it starts pouring. Oh. Um, and uh, everybody was cool about it. Everybody kind of hung out in the rain. And then we kind of called it and moved everything to, like, this little bar that there is in the hotel inside. And guys hung out late, you know. Um, and and, uh, and Huron did a great job. The, the guys that own the resort, you know, were, were very welcoming. And, and they're all in for next year, man. Um, they, they really – they're very proud of, of their resort. They should be. I mean, it's a, it's a world class of, you know, thing. It's people think of the Dominican Republic and, and they, they might have a vision, but, you know, they don't understand that there's, you know, five, six, seven, eight, ten million dollar homes, you know, all over this golf course, um, you know, inside this resort, you know, there's, you know, we, we pulled up, you know, there's 10 private jets there. I mean, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a big deal. It's a, it's a beautiful place. Uh, the, the Dominican people couldn't have been nicer. And uh, I, I think everybody had a great time, man. So, so we, uh, we we're ecstatic with the way it turned out. Um, like you said, there's a bunch of little stuff we got to improve. Um, but um, we really think that this is a great event. We we like the time slot. I, I think the feedback from it was good, and, uh, and and we hope you know we can keep having it you know for for years to come. And um, you know, and we also hope that next year you know I. I you know, there's there's more guys vying for that 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 spot. You know, and guess what? You gotta you gotta go down there and play golf. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, you know, you, you gotta go down and play solid, man. So, uh, yeah, I'm pumped. I'm pumped for the tour event, man. I'm I'm pumped, really. That listen, you know, you get a win. It's so hard to win, man. I, I'm 40 years old, and you know, it's it's so hard to win at golf. So so to be able to win, to have fun doing it, and 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 uh, and to do it with with friends. Uh, to see my friends have a good time down there, to see the guys I, I put the, the tournament together with, um, you know, and they really did all the hard work, man. Have a good time. Be proud of what we did. You know, it, it was uh, just such a rewarding week. I, I was exhausted afterwards. I'm not going to lie. No, yeah, because um, you're, you're host and playing in it. There's And there, and I'm sure, you know, it, it, as much as Haram and, and, and Eric, you know, they, they're answering questions for people, but I'm sure a lot of the guys are coming to you with stuff as well. Yeah, so it was uh, it was a great team effort, man. Um, the club did, I mean, the members lending us the course, you know, on a, you know, really on a Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I mean, it yes. was just, uh, yeah. it it was big time, man. Um, and and they loved it. Everybody loved it, man. And you know, I'll tell you, uh, uh, Amateur Golf put it on their site. You know, helped us with that. Um, you know, uh, John Keane with his Maidan Golf HQ helped us promote it. Uh, you know, uh, Scott Harvey, man, he was going to come down and play and bill last minute. And he added it as a counting event, uh, points event for the East West matches, nice, man, which yeah. is a big deal. Um, so yeah, man, we hope, uh, we hope we can keep it going. I, again, the, the ownership team there at Punta Cana, um, you know, was behind it, man. They, they, uh, they showed up to the cocktail. They, 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 uh, they're very supportive, man. So we are excited that, uh, you know, again, next year, you know, the, the goal is to have, you know, 80, 90 guys and, and have it be a really good field and, uh, but, but not step on everybody's toes, on anybody's toes. Right. Um, and, and have guys come down and have a good time and, and, and introduce them again to the Caribbean, Ben, which was the point from the beginning, you know, like, Hey man, the golf down here is great. The people down here is great. It's beautiful. Come on down. You know, we're, we're obviously very reliant on tourism in both islands. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, we love it. We, we love having guys down there and we love it when, when guys go down and have a great time and, and it's an added, you know, bonus when the wives have an even better time. Right. And I, so I, I love that you're hitting upon that. Cause you're right. I mean, mid ams, you gotta, you know, you gotta clear it with the wives and the girlfriends and you're creating something that yes, it's competitive and, and there's a, a PGA tour uh, exemption on the line, but let's, uh, let's make sure uh, all aspects and everyone's having a good time. So I think it's uh, I think it's great. So I will put, in the show notes of this episode, uh, we got a lot of mid-ams that, that listen to this podcast. And, I mean, this is a great endorsement for it. So I'll put a link to the tournament, uh, uh, the link to the tournament website in the show notes of this episode. And, obviously, people that listen to the podcast and follow on social media, I'll throw some stuff up there as well. 
Um, I'll get you out of here on this one, Hero. So you, this is not going to be your first PGA Tour event. You've played in the Puerto Rico Open, I believe, twice. Correct, yeah. And I know a big goal of yours is to make a cut at a PGA Tour event. So yeah. my question for you that will get you out of here on is you know what your desired outcome is. You know what your expectations are and what your goal is. How do you free yourself up to achieve that um, at this at this at this event? You know, Ben. What, you know, one thing I've gotten better at. Uh, you know, the older I get, man, is um, is is really when you're on the golf course, is just focusing on the shot you got to hit and where you're trying to aim, right? And and it, it's like a cliche and it's stupid, man. But honestly, at the end of the day, man, like like the more I focus on that and the more I'm, I'm worried about, you know, you know, what is my target? What am I trying to do with this shot? You know, the better I play, man. So, you know, my, my challenge that week is, you know, you know, my family's going to want to be down there. We're probably going to, you know, rent the place where we're going to stay. And, you know, the, the, you know, the excitement of playing a tour event, man, is, is how can I go back to just that? Like, hey, wh where am I aiming on this first hole off the tee? What shot am I trying to hit? You know, and then after I hit that shot, you know, go to the next shot, right? And right. and I know that, like, I it's I'm you know, <laughs> I joke all the time, and I'm Puerto Rican, so I'm not that smart, but you know, this is taking me, you know, it's taking me forty years really to figure out, man. We're like, that's really all it's about, man. You know, just figure out where you're trying to hit it. And what kind of shot you're trying to hit and then do it, you know, and then go to the next shot, you know, and, uh, you know, that that's that's been a big part of my success this year is is just really boiling it down to that. And the tournaments that I'm able to do that and not, you know, play superhero or think about this or thinking about that or worry about stuff that hasn't even happened yet. You know, the better I play, man. So, um, you know, that that's going to hopefully be my key that week, man. Um, uh you know, and, and, and I think if I do that, I'll, I'll be okay. You know, yeah. I'm not, I'm not trying to make a living out there. I, I, I joked on the golf channel the other day, man, we're like kind of the beauty of our game and, and what we compete in is if, you know, if we don't play well, like, you know, we have our job, you know, that yeah. we can, you know, we can kind of fall back on. And, uh, so yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to that, you know, and, and next year, uh, you know, hopefully next year is another good year of golf, man. I, I doubt I'll be able to play the events I played this year or as many events, but man, I, I, uh, you know, I, I was really confident going to the mid-am um, this year and, uh, you know, I was kind of uh, upset. I, I didn't make it past the first round. I, I, I didn't putt very well and I didn't play well enough when it counted. And, uh, you know, you know, obviously, I think most of our goals is to is to make a deep run in the mid-am and, and give our chance, ourselves a chance to win it. So, you know, kind of keep working on my game throughout the whole year when 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 the wife and the kids let me and. Uh, you know, and, and see what I can do, man. That's the, uh, the end game is, you know, for me, I have, I have two big tournaments every year. Uh, we have one in January. I hope you'll actually, I don't know if you'll be there. Are you going to go, are you going to go to Dominican for the Latin American? I think there's an excellent chance that I'll be uh, seeing you and, and maybe you'll introduce me to some of this rum that you're so fond of. Um, that's, cause, that's correct. Cause man. you know, the little bit of rum keeps the camera steady, which I found is really important <laughs> when taking pictures. So that, that, I, I, I got your back, man. So okay. yeah, I got your back, that's man. A, so that's a possibility. I might be seeing you down there. So yeah, we we got you know the, the lack for me is is a huge event, and uh, and then you know hopefully the mid am uh, those are the the two you know ginormous ones, and right. then man, look, man, we're so lucky, right? I mean, between all the ones we get to play, and they're all big, man. They're, yeah. they're all big, but you know, I think if you have to pick some to for me to, to play really well in, those are obviously the the, the crown jewels and and um, and um yeah pine you know uh, and thomas and and also uh the um and the coleman's coming back uh next year that coleman's coming back too yeah so actually you know what i take actually we might have to delete all this i i take that all back man they're all they're just all just playing everything the, you know the wife and the kids you know give them a picture they know what you look no, like it's, it's fine i mean it's no no that's no, not gonna work okay sorry no it's not gonna work okay. man yeah right. <laughs> it's not gonna work that's my fault i'm, I'm stirring up some shit um uh well i i, I i'm glad you're able to stop by and kind of you know not only share i mean it, it's great it's fantastic that you won 
it's fantastic that you're you're getting this another crack at a PGA Tour event. But in all seriousness, I think it's great. You're you're a tremendous ambassador for for not just you know the mid am, but for just um, yeah, you're you're a great ambassador for amateur golf. I, I, everyone that runs into you just you know always leaves after talking to you with with a smile on their face. So I, I'm really happy for you and really happy for this tournament because. Uh, yeah, this this could really end up being something very very special uh, for for many people and for many reasons. So not just the resort, but um, you know the, the people that get to go down there to play the golf, the families and the friends that get to go support it. Uh, I, I think it's great. So um, I, I appreciate you stopping by the back of the range again. We gotta we gotta make this a little bit more more uh, frequent. It can't just be like every two three years. We gotta make this more of a of a, of a frequent thing but uh listen man I, i'm 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 impressed i'm still even on your radar man oh, this is man. like a this is like a huge honor for me come man on, this man. is this is unreal come on this is a guy i mean how how much rum did you bring back to florida i mean what's happening over there right now are you <laughs> <No>. okay <laughs> so there's great dominican rum and then in florida i have i, I like my puerto rican rum man so I listen. I, I got to introduce you to that too, man. No worries. I, I, th- this episode is just. I mean, we're, we got we're talking about booze and boobs and rum, and this this is a whole thing. I mean, this there's a lot going on here. I mean, and I try and introduce like the intricacies of the game and the best players in amateur golf. And right now, people are just saying, I got to book a trip to the Dominican because there's women and, and booze rolling around. So I, I don't know what we're selling here, but we're doing a good job of it. So. I love it. I love it. Well, you have a have a great uh, holiday. Uh, enjoy the rest of this year. And, um, yeah, we'll be looking for you in 2022. And, uh, again, I appreciate you by the back of the range. All right, Ben. Thanks, buddy. See you, man. And there you have it, another great episode with Geronimo Esteve. Thank you so much to him for joining me this week at the back of the range. Again, check out the show notes of this episode. Links to his first episode, number 61. Links to The Devil's Elbow invitational website go check that out and uh, we'll see you again next time here at the back of the ranch